It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Blue fans. Marlon King here. You're listening to the Blues Focus podcast. Keep right on. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Uh, many thanks for joining us once again, uh, whether you're viewing this on YouTube or you've downloaded it from a whole variety of podcast platforms. Um, plenty, plenty happened in the last week since we were we made our amazing comeback. So, yeah, please leave tons of comments, good, bad or indifferent. And uh as ever, you know, anything that really sticks out, then we'll bring it into the next pod so we can discuss it and maybe elaborate a bit more on a few points. But firstly, quick introductions, Tom. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? I don't know. Indifferent, I think. <laughs> um, Carl, how are you, mate? Yeah, all good as ever, mate. You know me, living the dream. Absolutely. Good to hear it. So, uh, right, let's get involved. Um, I, I think the given that the transfer window closed yesterday... I think that's probably a decent place to kick it off because I think some of the business that we did, um, certainly in the game against Derby on Sunday, um, lots to talk about from a few of those signings, I think, and uh, some positives, probably more positive than negatives, to be brutally honest with you. So without further ado, I will open up with Carl and say, Carl, just maybe summarise your thoughts just on the transfer window in general. I'm not mindful that, you know, we didn't really get anything over the line, you know, last last sort of 24 hours, albeit, well, if you can believe what you read, then we were close to a couple. Uh, but I think, you know, we, we did some business early. So what's your take on the ins and outs over the last sort of month? Um, <clears throat> I think the outs are players who weren't playing first and foremost, generally. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that obviously Sanchez has been injured yet the club he's gone to has posted a video of him today training, which is quite an, an interesting take. So read into that what you will. Um, I think that, you know, I I'm, I kind of agree with some of the sentiment I've seen online. It's disappointing we didn't get another defensive player in, first and foremost. I think we're all a bit disappointed with that. And we are going to be a bit squeaky bum if we get a couple of suspensions and an injury, which, given the way it's gone this season for us, you know, it's it's likely, I guess. Um 
But on the poor, more positive side of things, I think the kind of the midfield and attacking side, I think we've made some great signings. I think they proved that on, on Sunday. We were completely different, I think, to the way we've been for the last six, seven, eight weeks. Um, and I think the, the, the pressing game came back because we've got those players to do it. Um, and I think it was, you know, there were always question marks around players who maybe haven't done it at other teams at the same level quite yet. But I think we saw the players that we have signed can do that job. Obviously, we've not seen uh, Taylor Richards yet. He may appear at some point in the next couple of weeks. Let's hope. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what he brings. And obviously, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Chong is back training as well now at United. Um, wow. So he's expected to be back in the next month, hopefully, by the sound of it with Blues. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've signed what we needed. Um, I think maybe we've improved on what we've let go in areas as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's positive um, in the areas that we needed to be. I'd just like to have seen one more defender come in. And that's not taking anything away from Ted's. I think he's sensational. Some of his decision-making isn't there, but he's 19. I know my decision-making wasn't great at 19 years old. Uh, and most of that yeah, was mine, falling mine out of a pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think he's done a great job. I think he's looked really good as well. Um, but yeah, one more in the defence, which I think we all kind of feel would have would have made it a bit of a, a better window. But other than that, fairly fairly happy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think we'll I'll probably elaborate a bit more on the defensive side. But Tom, what, what were your thoughts with it with it all? I, I think um, that there's there's a way to go about it, and in, in the sense of I, I echo everything Carl has just said, and I feel all of that positivity with the players that we've brought in uh, in more forward areas and in the middle of the pitch. Um, so I'm probably going to take a more negative angle because I, I do I, I was quite angry yesterday. Um, like some Blues fans. And do you know what? I, I feel like the fan base was really split on yesterday. They were like, oh, yeah, we've done all right business. We'll, we'll be okay. Realistically, we were told by, you know, Craig Gardner and the board, the plan was one in, one out. Which, by the way, I'm not angry at any of our departures, particularly yesterday. I think they were all sort of expected uh, departures. But at the end of the day, it has left us with a gap especially when you look at four defenders out and one in like it's not it's not right and Boya wants to play three at the back that's that's what he wants to play right now we have gone to a four at the back because of what we've got finally he probably should have done that weeks ago uh, like we were all calling for um but if he wants to play that system why haven't we brought in more central defenders particularly left-sided central defenders and especially when we don't, we still don't actually have a natural left wing back either. Um, obviously, you know, we've got makeshift le- left wing backs in Pedersen and Bella, but neither of them are natural for that position. Um, so, no, I am frustrated in the sense that we didn't bring in a left sided defender, preferably a versatile one. Um, obviously, we were linked with three names in the end yesterday, uh, being Jamal Lewis, uh, Jada Silva and uh, Jack Simpson. Uh, from Rangers so there, there was names but they're all very last minute um, in the end they probably just felt like desperate signings to try and either please the fans or just fill that gap but we've let players go without actually filling that that spot um, and that that does frustrate me because now you've got to look at it and think okay all we've got left is Nico Gordon um, and when we've seen glimpses of Nico Gordon I, I don't think he's quite made the cut yet I think there's potential there 
but it's, it's too much to ask of a young defender. So I am frustrated, to be honest, that we didn't bring in at least one more defender. Um, but I'm more annoyed at the fact that, you know, technically they have lied in their transfer plan. Um, and it's all well and good letting go all of those players and it, it's not good enough actually bringing in what we need. So I know I am frustrated, but I am also very happy, especially with the performance of the new signings um, the other the other day at the weekend. So, yeah, there's big positives and then that probably that one negative. But I also I also have seen a lot of people defend Craig Gardner and a lot of people sort of go after him. I'm, I'm more on the side of pissed off really than I am okay with it and I'm looking at you Adam I know you're editing this and thinking don't be harsh <laughs> on Craig Gardner um but no I feel like that's that's all the fun of football though we all have our own opinions and uh, that's that's the beauty of it um but yeah you know overall Craig Gardner has actually done a good job this window and you have to give credit where credit is due but that that defensive gap could prove to be a big one especially if we don't actually play a system that, that accommodates what we're missing. So we'll have to wait and see, really. Yeah, I'm probably more on the... I think given where we were, and I think given where we are, I just I can only see positives. But I do understand that, you know, it's very rare that you go from a shit show to utopia in one move. It just doesn't happen, especially given the, the backdrop of what we've been through over the last you know, sort well, three, four months with the with the ownership and everything that's been going on in the background. I, I think in general, you know, Dean out, Mengi in, no-brainer. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that's been yeah, he's a he's a bit rash, but <clears throat> in fairness, <clears throat> even for the goal on Sunday, he certainly tried to put his head where it hurts, that's for sure. You know, he didn't he didn't shirk it. I I I'd like what he brings to the team. And I, and I don't I don't know Tom just based on what system he wants to play because I think what he's got with Mengi and Roberts I'm still not massively uh, well in Roberts camp in any way shape or form but it is what it is <clears throat> but I think between them if you're playing a four they're probably good enough to sit in a four I think certainly where we are on the table um, and maybe certainly based on that first sixty minutes whether you're home or away, I I would be absolutely amazed if he if he tried to mess with that too much because, you know, we'll go into a bit more detail in a minute, but whilst they were poor, we just didn't let them play. And, and it, it was just an unbelievable performance for such a long period of time and something that we haven't seen with a lot of possession and everything else. It was just, you know, well, I was surprised. I was surprised. I was hoping for a draw I got that but not quite in the way that it arrived but then I think when you look at you know Bakuna we, we've been talking about uh, Sunjic and I think giving him a bit of a a bit of a love in this season because he's just been better than how bad he's been for the last two years and um, with Bakuna what you what you get is his energy his work rate but so much better on the ball so much more clinical in the tackle he actually wins tackle Sunich doesn't actually win that many tackles. He's just a bit of a, a nuisance. But, you know, I think he's a little bit of a headless chicken at times to get pulls out of position. Um, Taylor, I don't know, Cole, uh, this is probably not good news for you. I don't know what happens to, to Juki now. Um, would Juki have scored that goal? Not for me. Um, do, 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 do I think that, you know, one, one, one performance sort of bins out Djokovic? Absolutely not. 
But Taylor strikes me as a sort of player. I just don't think his head's going to drop. We've got so many players when, when the chips are down, we seem to be quite negative and you can see the, the body language go. He's an obvious shit house, and it was fantastic all, all game. You know, he was he was at the Derby fans, which was brilliant. And I think he he could be, you know, somebody that we all sort of uh, I think admire and warm to over over the coming over the coming weeks. Re- really like him, Hernandez. You know, if if we did again like for like Sanchez out, are they similar players? They probably are. Who would I rather have based on what I've seen so far? Hernandez is a lot more direct. He's, he's got more of a presence. He was bloody naive second half. Um, and I think there's there's lots to, and we'll, we will talk about just game management because it doesn't, it doesn't matter who the manager is and it doesn't matter, you know, who's on the pitch, just a bit of loaf. That, that's all it needed on Sunday. And, and I thought we were lacking. And then, you know, the, the, the fringe players that have gone, we, we never saw them. And then I said last week about on a different topic, you know, it, it, you, you don't miss what you've never had. And some of those players, we've just not seen anything. So I I, I feel that once the, the um, Taylor Riches is fit and he comes in, and if obviously um, Tron comes back, that's well over half of the team. And, um, you know, if, um, you know, if, if the keeper hadn't been injured, you know, Skarkic was unbelievable for, for long periods of time. So I think the quality of signings they, they bring in is just really, really positive. There doesn't seem to be a lot of dead wood that they're bringing in. Um, and I think if we could have pulled the left back out of the bag, then I think Pedersen would have gone, which I'd have been a big fan of. Because I did think he played well on Sunday, mind, but I just think, um, Tom, you mentioned it last week, We need it's just about cutting out the, the real legacy team, those players that have got the the default, you know, negativity and going back to, you know, sort of performances that we've seen for far too many times. So, yeah, I, I think in, in in summary, I was really, really chuffed with the, the business and actually having seen some of the players play, um, I didn't know what to expect, but probably a decent segue moving on to, um, we'll, t- we'll touch on Peter, but probably more focus on Derby. So starting with you, Tom, um, Peterborough probably won't spend too too long on that, and they and they're moving on to Derby. Just just um, yeah, just what did you, what did you think? Um, Peterborough, I think every Blues fan can admit how bad that performance was. Um, it was abysmal. You know, even when we managed to get the two goals back, it it wasn't pretty. Uh, I'm still surprised that we actually got anything from the game and probably could have won it in the end. Sadly. Uh, but that just wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, no, you've got to look at the probably the first 85 minutes and just say, what what was that? Like, what was that? And did you at any time see a change in shape or, you know, a, a different plan? No, not at all. Um, and in the end, those last few minutes, what we did was we had three left wingers down the left side uh, which I have never, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. Um, and we just brought three, three left wingers on, nothing down the right whatsoever, just all down that left, putting in crosses. And then, you know, hey, presto, we've managed to get some luck with it. A great, great strike from Gary Gardner, who is finally starting to get a decent run of games and some form, which you really needed. Because I'd, I'd say he had to probably pick him up, pick himself up from a real low um this season 
because he hadn't particularly started well. You know, the red cards as well. Um, it was always going to be tough. Um, but Tom, so- Tom, just on that, do you think that we Gardner, it, it's, I think he, he just tries to do too much when the players yeah. around him just aren't, aren't good enough. And I think in that three on Sunday, you actually started to see a bit more discipline, a bit more structure to his game. You could see what he was trying to do. And I thought that's one of the best games I've seen him play for a long, 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 long time. I agree. And I, you know, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say I agree. I just think he was able to actually do the, the one role he was given rather than looking at the players around him and thinking, oh, for, you know, for God's sake, it's that they're not doing their jobs. He's trying to do it for them. Then, you know, he's got a bit of a temper because because he cares and he'll yeah. it, it, flare up through that frustration. And then obviously you see that in the red cards and you'll see the rash tackles. But we as Blues fans tend to like those kind of tackles because it's like, you know, badge tapping. Uh, it's, it's always good to see a bit of effort and stuff. But um, yeah, I think Gardner was probably trying too hard because he didn't have the right personnel around him. And for the first time this season, we, we just saw him play without pressure. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll come, I imagine we'll come on to it uh, in a bit on the Derby game. But just finally on the Peterborough game, um, great strike from him um, to keep that ball uh, on, on, the, on the ground, essentially, as well, is impressive in itself. And then Scott Hogan probably is sort of, I suppose, trademark finish from him, really. Uh, Fox in the box, no time to actually think about the strike, just guiding it in, which is where Hogan's at his best. Don't give him time to actually think about what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, let him act upon instinct. Because um, if you do if you do give him time to actually think or try and score in a one-on-one, he won't. He won't score it. And then you'll be sat there thinking, how have we not scored from that? Um, so, no, it's just... It's about creating the right chances for the right personnel um, as well. And that, that's how you'll get goals. Um, and I, I look forward to talking about the Derby game very quickly um, in a minute because it was really positive compared to Peterborough. But no, we should be beating Peterborough. We didn't, but we're lucky to get a point. You take it, move on. Uh, the Derby game, 60 minutes, like you say, we were brilliant. We were brilliant, like especially that first half, just pressuring them into their own half all the time, relentless. I hadn't really seen much of that from Blues this season. To be honest, I hadn't actually seen us press like that since we last played Derby. Um, so there, there was clearly a game plan there. Um, but unfortunately, we decided to settle for what we had too soon. Um, and we let them back in the game, essentially. Yeah, there were a few tired legs, but I still felt we controlled the game for relative spells and we still had the ball going forward at times. And then obviously we make the subs. We we switch to that five at the back and say, "Go on, Derby, give it your best shot." We're not going to do anything for the rest of the game now. And that that led to what was led to. And sadly, it's come from two set pieces. You know, the second balls on two set pieces, which is frustrating anyway. Um, the fact the fact that we've sort of conceded two similarish goals in the sense of the build up play, but obviously the strike is completely different. Um, but then again it's frustrating because that Bielik goal shouldn't happen because, you know, Stearman was offside. It's a high boot. Bakuna was given a high boot about 20 minutes before that. Um, but then you have to think as well, Derby should have had a penalty because Mengi blocks Lawrence's shot with his hand. 
Um, but then I also think in the first half, Gardner could have had a penalty. Um, he was absolutely shoved by, I think it was Stearman, to be fair, and Gardner was sent flying. But yet again, it's another game where we don't get given a penalty because I, I guarantee you every season you look at the stats, we're, we're bottom two for penalties given all the time. Um, mm. And I think it, I feel like it's us and Swansea for the least penalties this season. Um, so, yeah, but... <laughs> Not not saying that there's a vendetta there, but yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> so no positive performance. Just a shame we we let it slip. But you know the new signings were excellent. I like Lyle Taylor. I've already made him my home screen on my phone, so I say that's a fairly good start. Yeah, and um, I think Carl, with the, the the just polar opposites, I suppose, of, of of performances, structure, you name it, they, they couldn't have been more different, really. And, and I suppose what a difference a bit of quality coming into the side makes and, you know, haven't got any baggage, playing with a bit of freedom and, and long may that continue. So what were your what were sort of highlights, if any, from Peterborough and then certainly going to the Derby game? What what, what were the, the bits that stood out for you? Highlights from Peterborough. You give me the tough question, right? <laughs> Um, we scored and somehow got a point. I mean, at 2-0 down, you'll always take a point regardless of how you played, you know, ultimately. And I think the only highlight is the fact that we got that point, you know. Um, I won't even look at it as a highlight that we should have won the game because just on the basis of those last three chances we had in the last five minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the fact that we got a point. And I think that's got to be one of the only times we've come from behind this season to get a point. I know we've not yeah. done it a lot, have we? It's got to be one of the few yeah. games we have. Um so I think that's probably it. You know, I don't think there's really anyone, if we're honest on that pitch, you can, can hold their heads up after that game, really. Um, I think that the good nature of the championship, and I know that was mainly because that was a game cancelled, but games do come around quickly. And you, they had the chance to put it right on Sunday. And I was... I genuinely thought as they came out, like that atmosphere, it was loud. It's one of the loudest I think I've ever been in. Like when that came yeah. out, like the noise and fair play to the Derby fans, they were they were really loud. But so were the Blues fans. And it was just, it was incredible. And I just thought they're, they're going to get roared on. It's one of those games, you know, it reminded me of us against Fulham at home, last game of the season, 2018 or whatever it was, with that atmosphere, that noise that just roared the team on. Um and it, it was always going to be Lyle Taylor. Let's be honest, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Like, you just knew it. I really wish I'd put some money on it before the game. I did. If, if, um, football, I did. Was, if oh. football was scripted, that is exactly how that game would have planned out. Um, yeah. Probably the only thing that might change is Derby would have won the game. Because um, I always felt they were going to do that, to be honest. Because you're right, it just seemed written in the stars with the atmosphere they had. Yeah, absolutely that. Um, but yeah, I know I think, like... I, I go back to what, what Tom was saying about the press, and I totally agree with him. We've not seen that since we last played Derby. And I don't know if that's because Lee Boyer realised that that worked when we played them at our place, or whether he now feels he's got the players available to play that game again. Because I I thought we were definitely one of the best teams in the league for pressuring at the start of the season. You know, I really thought we did it well. Um, and all, all of them, you know, were, were, were all over them. And the amount of times... You know, the Derby keeper was hoofing it out of play or Curtis Davis, you know, and it things like that. And it was it was great to watch from, from our perspective because, like, we're really, we're at them here. They're, they're rattled. They're absolutely rattled. Um, I agree with Lyle Taylor, absolute shithouse. It's going to happen constantly. It's going to be like Hogan, like shithouse in the fans. It's going to happen and it's brilliant. Here for it. I'm on board. All aboard the hype train. Whatever contract you want to hit him in the summer. <laughs> Lyle Taylor's at the front of our our front line kind of thing. Um, 
but yeah, I thought, you know, and Bakuna was just a revelation, I think, as well. Um, I didn't yeah. really know what to expect from him. Um, yeah, I, I just think, like, like we said, 60 minutes, it was a different team. And what's really frustrating is if that's the team we've had all season, we're not going to be where we are, you know. Um, but yeah, um, I think for me, I think the substitution that changed it is the defensive one. I think Friend coming on was the wrong choice. I understand it, but we tried to shut up shop before with different managers and it never works for Blues ever. We never managed to do that. I personally would have, I mean, you know, with all my years of managerial experience on FIFA, um, I would have brought on, you know, bring on some some fresh legs, some attacking player, even Duke just to win a ball or header on ball or win fouls or something. Do you know what I mean? Further up the pitch. Because we were clearing a ball and there was, you know, Scotty got up there a few times, but that was it. Mm. And I just think it, like like Tom said, it just gave Derby the, come on then, get past us. And they did, you know, regardless of the high foot or the offside, the game management, and, and I know you're probably going to mention a bit on it, John, but the game management has to be better. And I will have nightmares about Jordan James not taking that ball into the corner. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, every day, forever. I mean, I mean, the, the, the thing, and, and we, we mentioned this before, before we came, we started, we started recording. The, the person I blame for that is, is Woods, 100%. Blame him for, he was absolutely fabulous. And when you did your um, keep or, or, or move on um, section last week, and you, you mentioned Woods, and I said, um, keep straight away. And he's because he's the only player in our squad that can sit in front of the back four and he doesn't panic. He's played, he's had some absolutely shocking games this season because he's not had anybody to pass to that comes shorts and shows for him. Gardner was doing it, Bakuna was doing it. You know, you've got quite Hernandez will do it. If you've got outlets that are comfortable, Mengi, just it's simple as that. You know, if it's a, a 10 yard square pass, He's looking at Mengi and he's saying, yeah, fine. I know he's probably not going to nose this up. If you got Dean there, you ain't fucking passing to him. So, you know, for me, I, I, I think Woods, and I said it when we signed him, you know, absolutely not Barry Ferguson by any stretch of the imagination, but that same profile of player that we've been crying out for for a long, long time. And, you know, he was involved in both the goals he gave a stupid foul, a stupid yellow card in their half. Yes, they were breaking clear, but it, it probably wouldn't have come to anything. And then he lunges in early part of the second half. And then Bo, he's put Bo in a really difficult position. I'd have been more inclined to try and pull him to one side and say, just, you know, stay away from it. We need you on the pitch. But he's obviously made that call based on, as, he's, as, as Bo, you said, post-match, We've been done before when players have got the second yellow and we're down to 10, we lost the game. But in the first half, we had 60% possession. We never have 60% possession. And then we finished the game with less. It, it, no, it, exa exactly. So, you know, for me, Woods has got to have a real fucking odd look at himself in the mirror there because it's okay. And, and, we, and we've, said, we've said it before. It's 90, it's 90 minutes or 95 minutes. Just doing a job for 60 or 70 ain't good enough. And, I, and I, I genuinely, I know it's hindsight, but I don't agree with any of the subs, none of them. So I wouldn't have taken, I wouldn't have taken Woods off to bring Sanchez on, uh, to bring Sunich on, because you're just going back to headless chicken, no control on the ball. You've lost your midfield. 
JJ's been a revelation this season, but there comes a point where you've got to give your head a wobble and say, we're up against it here when they're chucking a 17-year-old kid on. Don't get it. And I definitely don't get friends at all. So just, I think, you know, Bowie's right to be frustrated. And yeah, when, when, when JJ, I mean, <laughs> I give him the what, benefit what, of that. He's still a child. I, I don't expect I, I, I know, but <laughs> Tom, to be honest, you know, Sunday morning football under, under 15s, the team that I'm involved with, they're taking that to the corner. I'm, I'm screaming my head off mine, but they're taking it to the corner. And it, and it just, it's just really frustrating that that was such a really, really good performance. And you could just tell, I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you effectively lose two points in the last kick of the game, then it, then it's obvious, you know, the body language is going to be down. But I just think that that again, blues in, in the, you know, flick of a bloody switch, it goes from absolutely coasting a game to we can see it coming, you know, Hernandez, stupid foul, no need. And we, we do. And, and I think if I'm just looking at the individual, I, I thought, you know, Etheridge is still playing well. I've no problem with him at all. He made some really good punches to some quite, you know, lots of balls coming in. I thought he was decision-making was great. Um, you know, defensively, I didn't think we were that bad. I thought Pedersen had one of his better games. Collan seems a bit off it still to me. I don't think he's quite there. But with the pressing game, what, even though it's different personnel, but, you know, Hernandez has got a bit more of an engine. Bakuni's got a bit more of an engine. Pedersen was really high up in the first half. It was like we were playing. We were just matching him at the back. And we were just, you know, I think we were gambling quite a lot. And that's because Derby stick to a philosophy. They're not going to play any different. It's lunacy because they're not good enough to play it. They're just obvious. I mean, you know, you've got two veterans at centre-half and you close the space and, you know, you, you, you're going to get plenty of ball, and we did. But just it's just bloody annoying because that was as good as it gets for... And, you know, that's a decent derby side. You know, they're, they're not world beaters, but they've put in some bloody good performances over the last sort of couple of months. Um, thought Hogan's finish was the hardest one of three and he scored it. You know, he's got the one-on-one -on -one that he hits literally straight at the keeper and then the one, the Lyle Thomas assist, the keeper makes a save, but he should do better. So, yeah, I, I think all in all, it's... We should be more... talking about a win with the chances we had. Really. Of, course, of course we should. And, you know, you, you then did the usual blues. Oh, I can't know if we win this. We're only 10 points off the playoffs. You know, we, I'm still there. I'm genuinely <laughs> still there, which is fucking crazy. Um, but I saw enough in that performance to say, do you know what? Against anybody, we've just... We never play out from the back. We, there were so many times we were deep in the channel, Colin on the ball, Bakuna coming in, triangles playing out of our own half. And you're like, what's this? What is this? I actually think one of our biggest weaknesses this season has been the lack of, you know, triangles. Just you're looking all the time at our shape and it's all over the place and you never see anyone coming in for those basic just passing triangles. Yet every yeah. team does it to us. And I'm like, why can't we do that? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think there's a big element of that game. They've sent, a, they've, for me, that's the level I'm expecting. It yeah. is. because, And, you know, if Woods can just 
calm it down because it, it's shit house tackles. It's not like Gardner that cripples somebody. You know, I'll take that. But you know, pulling somebody's shirt as they get just don't do it. Don't needless yellow cards. But it's proven to me that that three of Bakuna, Gardner, and Woods has got a shitload to offer this team big time. And uh, you know, Hogan. You look at his stats at the end of the season, they're going to be right up there. I don't know whether Bowyer is directly referring to him about chances after the game and everything. It's, I don't know what to say. Yes, the one-on-one he should bury, but he's in a rich vein of form and I wouldn't be digging him out too much, to be, to be honest with you. Um, it, it feels a little bit harsh, but uh, but anyway, you know, it, 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 nothing new. We've seen it all before. Um <laughs> So just just um, thinking about going forwards, any any changes, Cole, from from that side? I mean, is it is it is it an away setup? Is that not what we should be expecting at, at St Anne's? Or what what is that? I don't know. I I think you, for me, I think you go with that setup. If they play like that, that pressing at, at home on Friday against Sheffield United, the crowd will be behind them. And that will just rev them up even more because honestly, there's what just over three k of us at Derby, and I mean, and <laughs> I don't think we've had many chances to get that revved up this season at any away games. But that, like, I've not known Blues to be like that, like fans revved up like that for a while. Like it was genuinely one of the best. Ignore all the other unsavory stuff that happened at the end and all that crap, but you know, like it was just so revved up. Like, and if they play like that Friday with that team. St Andrews will be, well, most of it will be rocking. Um, Fucking hell, it'll all be rocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might see the tilt and actually collapse. Um, I don't mean that, obviously. Let's, let's not have that happen. But it will just be, you know, it will get the crowd excited. It will get them like, bloody hell, what the hell is going on here? Um, so I wouldn't change a thing, to be perfectly honest. Keep it as is. I don't, I don't think there's any reason to change it. Oh, there was... Um watched it on Sky and when they had a shot from the far end of the pitch and zoomed in as Taylor went in front of the Blues end. Limbs everywhere. Yeah, it was Taylor jumped like nine foot in celebration and it was one of those real iconic that was just it had everything. Great finish, great celebration on and off the pitch and you're just like wow, it's taken him seven minutes to do this. And that's what we wanted a Nikkei to do. We've had so yeah. many... Do you know what I mean? We've had so many false dawns. Leco plays that you think, do you know what? They might do a bit. But everything that um, Taylor said before, you know, in the period of him signing, comes across so well. Yeah. He's obviously been through it. He's played every single level, pretty much. He's hungry for it. He obviously likes playing for Bowie. I think there's, they've obviously got a really good relationship going on there. Bowie's thrown him in, which was a brave move. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. I thought Djukovic should start. Um, and he's repaid him. And I thought when he was involved, he was really, really good. And he was re- used his loaf when it was that pressing game and how to press, not headless chicken press, you know, cutting down the angles, cutting down those easy passes that Derby would be doing routinely. And, and I just think that... Um, just hopefully, hopefully, if he can just bang in a few goals, we can yeah. have a we can have a ton of fun, and we but, really are. I think the thing is as well, like he, he obviously isn't the quickest player, but I think there was a moment where he, he did what um, I think 
uh, Mengi did. He he ran 70, 80 yards to just track a guy. Yeah. And that, you know, like that says it all. And I think him scoring is exactly what we and he needed on yeah. his debut, regardless of when it had come. But more importantly, that it was against Derby. It was that kind of game with that atmosphere. And I think that, you know, that is, he got off to the best possible start, to be fair. Um, and yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. You know, I think he'll be great for us. Even if he chips in six, seven, eight goals, that's six, seven, eight goals we weren't going to get elsewhere. So, you yeah. know, that's all you need for him. That And that's, that level of performance will will do us nicely, for sure. No, agreed. And, and Tom, do you think he'll switch it around? Do you think he'll try a three or do you think he'll keep it as is? I think he'll keep it as it is. I think it'd be silly not to, to be honest. Um, it I, it makes sense uh, to go with the same lineup. Um, I I'd be shocked if he made any changes whatsoever, um, because it comes down to you know you don't change what's what's working, you don't fix what's not broken. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But there's been a few times this season where. Boya has used a four and then the next game has, has gone back to the five because he's like, oh, I think we're ready now. Let's try it again, lads. Um, so hopefully not. And hopefully we do stick with what's working for now. And yeah. then we can probably look at different systems either later in the season or next season. But for now, I think this, this is as good as it's going to get with what we've got. So we definitely need to stick with it. I'm glad you touched on the atmosphere um, just quickly. I did think I wanted, I wanted to talk about that um, that atmosphere on Sunday because it was great. Um, I thought the Derby fans were great. We were in good voice as well. Um, obviously, there was one particular chant that I think uh, rattled a few Derby feathers, um, which I did not see coming personally. I, I thought no. it was hilarious. I won't lie. But as soon as we started singing, uh, singing it, I sat there thinking, "Oh no, this is this is going to finish two <laughs> two or three two Because you know when the, when we gloat like that, we're probably going to throw away the game. Um, so yeah, and I, I I like that side of the game. It is just a bit of banter. I don't think they should take it too literally. And then obviously that there, there were a few things that got out of hand. That uh, you know the the breaking of chairs and throwing chairs. I didn't agree with. It really annoyed me. Only on the basis of yeah, it's shit house, and you can laugh at some things like that sometimes. But the, there were innocent people that got hurt by that. And I actually watched. Uh, one woman just just to take a kid down to go clap the players. She got sm- uh, she got smacked on the back of the head by one of the chairs, and I was just like, "Come on, this, this is this is too much now." And then obviously, when uh, Derby scored, they're all trying to get round to get at us because I was on the front row. So I did I did leave pretty much straight away at full time. I had to get my missus out of there because she was quite scared. Um, but yeah, no, I've not I've not seen an atmosphere like that since we we played Villa. Like that, that was that was the level of how aggressive it was getting, and you you wouldn't have expected it to be like that before the game. I mean, I was speaking to my Derby mates because I sadly I have so many Derby County friends <laughs> more than I do Blues friends. Um, but yeah, they, they were saying that that was ten times what it's like when they play Forest, which I think says a lot. You know, their biggest local rival. You'd expect it to get nasty, but that we were a lot more. Uh, aggressive in that sense and uh, the atmosphere did certainly get tasty and then obviously got a bit too much but credit to both fan bases for making a good atmosphere it's a shame that that it just got a bit too much in the end um, uh, I think, I think that's football that's football it is and you know it, it, it's it's always on an knife edge isn't it yeah. um 
it's part and, and parcel whether you like it, it or not. It, it is, and, and I think what we've we've got to bear in mind is there's a lot of Blues fans that are revved up at the moment, you know. Yeah. And 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 I said it last last pod, and I'll I'll stick with it. It ain't going to change. We're, we're not the type of type of club to rim lick either. We're, we're not just going to sit there and um, no. go, oh yeah, fuck the EFL, oh, and buddy up like it's no, it, Blues it, isn't that fan base. We're, no, we're not and, that best friends. <laughs> and like I said, there's there's plenty of things organised for Sheffield United, and there'll be more after. So yeah, I mean, I've been in yeah, lot lots of interesting situations <laughs> over the years, and. Um, it is part and parcel. You, you, you certainly don't want, you know, as you said, the sort of the people are there just to purely enjoy the football and they're not sort of um, goading um, the home or away supporters. You know, it, it, I think some of the chants were incredibly funny and it actually got referred to on yeah. talks on talk sport this morning as we're driving to work. Which was yeah. brilliant. They, they were hilarious. I, I, I did like them. And, um, you know, I don't think Derby fans should take it too much to heart. Uh, you know, it's just, no, it's just I, a banter of football. You know, the limbs I, were great because I ended up... Oh, like, mate. I was in the aisle, so I was, I was pushed against the barrier when we scored. I went from my seat flying all the way down and then I'm at the barrier with the players right in front of me. So it was great uh, just because the stampede behind me. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I just, I mean, I, 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 I've got no, I, I, I know you, you've got a bit of a thing with for Derby because of your mates and it's, it's all good, <laughs> good bands. I don't want to, I'd love to see him stay up. I really so would. would. I, I think, so would I. I think that um, you can't as a football club and a fan base, and we know more than and better than most that, you know, what owners decide to do is completely out of your control and how that is then reflected in points deductions. That's even more out of your control. So they've been absolutely hammered. Um, and I, I genuinely hope they get out of it. Um, yeah. I, I wish they were, I wish they were a point worse off, to be brutally honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, they, they showed a lot of character and they've got some good players. There's, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, so I, I, I think all in all, Apart from uh, you know that that last minute, it was it was a, a fantastic. I didn't get to go, but a fantastic spectacle on, on TV, and uh, you know we we certainly didn't do ourselves any harm. And I think going into into Friday, I don't think he's got any choice but to keep it as it is because if he goes to a five, if he brings friend in and he chucks Pedersen in as a, a, a sort of wing back. I, I, just, I definitely don't see that at all. Um, or if he brings Pedersen into a three and he puts Bella, I don't like that either because it's just not... I think it's one out of six where we where he actually does, you know, a, a, again, for the duration of a game, a good job. And, you know, Bella, is, I really love him going forward, but when you're playing wing-back, you can't have 20 minutes out off. You can't. It's got to be consistent all the way through. Um, so... It's not that I don't necessarily like a five. I just now don't think we've got the team to play a five because it's just going to completely... And the player that I feel most sorry for is uh, Jordan Graham because he don't get in anymore because he had a fullback. You've got Hernandez that is probably going to be in and around, you know, I know we're playing a diamond, but he he will just mop up that sort of role of of not being um, sort of central. Uh, so, uh, you know, I do feel for him because he, he did a really good job for us. And, uh, 
I think if we did if we did go to a right wing back at this moment in time, I'd have him over Colin because Agreed, yeah. I just don't think he's been the same. Um, and the one thing we keep doing, and I hope people don't refer to this and say, yeah, you're right on Friday. The amount of ground we give players to carry the ball never changes. It never, ever changes. And this is for three managers. The amount of time the opposition pick up the ball inside their half wide, and before you know it, they're at the edge of our box and we haven't done anything. I think the Bakuna will probably try and um, nip that one in the bud, but again, it happens and you just like, it's okay pressing, but just do the basics. You know, don't give up that amount of territory when you're just inviting it on. And it, and it was more, to be fair, more when we uh, when Woods came off. And like I said, I, I would uh, if you're, you know, I'm hoping Bowie tore him a new one and really made him feel that he was responsible. And I mean that from a I'm, t- I'm actually coming from quite a a good place with that because he was so good and so instrumental and the player that we absolutely need, but you can't do it for an hour and then shit out yourself and say, oh yeah, well, I'll come off now. I went off 2-0 up. You know, we're playing great when I was in there. It doesn't fucking matter. It was 2-2 and you should have just kept your head. So, but I, I definitely go with the same team. Um, I, I, I just, like I said, I was blown away. I mean, you, you look at, you know, when we decimated Luton 5, they were a decent side. They are a decent side in the chat. You know, they're okay. Um, that sort of same feeling of total control, total domination, score at will. And then as soon as we changed it, we were screwed. So, you know, it's the way it is. But um, before we go on to uh, Tom's, uh, I, I genuinely don't want to know what's coming, but I'm going to box off this next bit before we do, because I might not recover. So, um, <laughs> a, a car predictions... Uh, I think it's a bit of a tough one coming up, so I'll let you start. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's certainly not the Sheffield United that we played at the start of the season uh, and won in the championship for, for the first half. I I think that I'll go for a draw. I'll go for a one-all draw, I think. Um, and I think that although, obviously, you know, you always want to win, certainly your home games, I think with the vein of form United, Sheffield United have been in, yeah, I think, you know they've got Premier League quality players in that side and genuine quality Premier League players in that side and I think that I think a point will definitely be a good result so I'll go for a one-all draw um, and I think yeah we'll go with Scott to continue his goal scoring run of form um, well, given your you're not changing the side who's who's going to be a star man your dream pick out who's going to be most influential do you think um, I think it's probably going to continue to be Hernandez. I think. I think he just—he's my only beef with him is he takes a little bit too long making a decision, you know. He, which, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think he—he's got what we loved about Sanchez and Bella and, and things like that. But he's got the physicality to hold yeah. people off, and yeah. that is the massive difference. Um, so yeah, for, for me, I think he's instrumental in in going to be instrumental in all our play going forward and I think most of the play going forward is involved with against Derby we tried to get him in against Peter and Peter just cancelled him out of the game from what I yeah. from, from, the, from the bits I saw so I think it'll be him um, who'll probably have the biggest impact like he did against um, Barnsley that was the one yeah. um, the other week so yeah him for sure um, on the bench I can't imagine it being much different although again I'd love to see George Hall back in the squad I think he did he did all right and I think that 
you know, we need to be giving these youngsters more of a chance to be in and around the squad. But, you know, I think, I don't think anything will change at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and Tom, prediction and uh, your, your sort of dream pick? Uh, influential player? I've, I've, I'm quite positive for this game, actually, on Friday. I've, I've got a good feeling. I feel like it's got that sort of, that you know, when we beat Middlesbrough 2-1 with the Odin Bailey last minute yeah. goal. I feel like that's the sort of vibe I'm getting from this Sheffield United game on Friday night. Um, so, no, I am going to back us. I'm going to back us for a 2-1 win. Because um, I think Sheffield United are a good side. Um, and they're, they're certainly improving on the hecking bottom. But I, I feel like there's there's a limit. There's only so far they can go under hecking bottom. And uh, they're certainly a beatable side. Even Derby have shown that. Um so, no, I am feeling fairly positive. I think it'll be a good atmosphere this Friday as well. Um, hopefully, the players don't get too thrown off by any protests. Um, if, you know, if there is any or what what sort of protests we see. Um, but hope, hopefully there is, because uh, nobody wants these owners in anymore, realistically, unless you're a supporters club that's invited to the secret meetings. Um, but, yeah, so I, I've got a good feeling. I do have a is that part of your quiz? Uh, no, it's not. Do we have to name them? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think Scott. Uh, I think Scotty will continue his scoring, um, and I think Onel Hernandez will bag a goal as well. Got a good feeling for that one. Um, my dream pick is going to be Janino Bakuna because I think he was so influential against Derby, um, and I obviously came off with the injury. Hopefully, it's not too bad. And um, yeah, I think he could be really influential again against Sheffield United and hopefully he is uh, but we'll, we'll wait and see okay we'll start my thunder a bit there I, I, I think there's going to be goals <laughs> I don't know what I mean we are roundly terrible on a Friday night normally so I'm, I'm going to go against a bit of you know over the years I'm talking many years we're not been great um, but I think it could be that I think either two two or we might nick it three two. I think it could be a bit of a a bit of an interesting one. Um, I was going to say Bakuna because I I really like that performance. I, I was very very impressed. However, I remember when I saw Sunic for the first time and I thought, "Wow, who's this player?" So <laughs> let's hope they don't coach it out of him too soon. Okay, imagine uh, I said Tatum Mengi. There you go. You can have Bakuna now. No, no, I'm <laughs> going to go for the king of the shit houses, mate. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope big, big Lyle is uh goading um pretty much from the get-go. So uh love that. I really I, I really like him. Um as I said, the way he came across, he's got his head, he's got his head switch, you know, he's had a real good head on his shoulders, he's mega switched on, intelligent, and yeah, he lets players know he's about and uh got you know, I I just think he had a, it was a really, really strong debut. So uh I'd like to see more of the same. And I think we always, always said big, big man, little man. Um, so let's hope that it can be, you know, him and uh, Hogan that forge a really good partnership. And there's some big players that have got a point to prove, isn't there? Yeah. Do you like my yeah. wallpaper, by the way? Just uh, yes. uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely fabulous. So, Tom, the, the floor is yours, my friend. Hold oh, on to I'm excited for this one. I've I've got the attire sorted out for it as well. Welcome to Lyle or Scott.
in Lyle or Scott, I will ask you a set of questions and you tell me whether it is Lyle or it is Scott. So, uh, for example, um, I, I could tell you who scored um, who scored more goals in their career, blah, 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 and you would say Lyle or Scott. So there we are, something as simple yeah. as that. We'll get into it. First question, boys. Who is older, Lyle or Scott? Lyle. Ooh. It's tense. I'd go Lyle as well. I think he's 31 and maybe Hogan's 30. Correct, boys. You've got a point on the board. It's one each, 1-1. One, one. Lyle is 31, Scott is 29. Okay. 29, Christ. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's a tough paper round, isn't it, that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's a close one. It's a close one. So next, next question. Who has more professional goals, Lyle or Scott? Lyle. Ooh. Yeah, I think Lyle as well. You're both correct again, boys. It's it's 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Lyle has 151. Scott has 106. So uh, there you go. Who has had the most loan moves? Lyle or Scott? Lyle. I'm going to go Lyle again. I don't want to be a shit house because I genuinely think it is. Correct. It is Lyle. Lyle has had eight. Scott has had five. It's three, three boys. You've got a hundred percent record so far. So my next question is whose middle name is Andrew? Lyle or Scott? Scott. I'm just going to be just to be different. I'm going to go with Lyle. <laughs> you shouldn't have been different. It is Scott. So come on. There we are. It is. Uh, I think I think that's yeah yes four four three now going into the final question. I have prepared a bonus question just in case we have a tiebreaker. <laughs> so um, right then, final question, boys. Who has played for more clubs, Lyle or Scott? Lyle. I'm I'm just I'm gonna just so you've got. I just want a bonus question. I'll go Scott. I don't think it is, but I will go Scott. Okay, I rate that. I rate that. Okay, there we are. It is now 4-4 because it is Lyle. There we go. Interesting stuff. Lyle has had 16 clubs. Scott has had 11. Uh, so, the decider, the bonus question. Um, both players have never played together until Blues, um, but have both played for one particular Yorkshire club. Can you name that one particular Yorkshire club? Oh, the silence. I had to make it a do you know? Do you know? I do, yes. No, I know you know. Did it oh. oh no, it's gonna be I've got one, I've got one in my, I've got one in my head. If you if you say I'm, I'm gonna I'm, say you say Yorkshire, yeah. Well you both have to say it at the same time so no one can steal each other's answers. Okay, right, so I'll give you a countdown when you've both got an answer you're willing to lock in. It is your option. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Oh! (laughs) No way! (laughs) (laughs) And you are both incorrect. Oh, God. Is it Rochdale? Nope. I will. um... Rochdale's Greater Manchester. Is it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Do you know what? Just, just in the spirit of fun, I'll both let you have one more guess. And if you can't get it, then I'm going to end it as a draw. But go on, one more Yorkshire Club guess. Barnsley. It is not Barnsley. John, can you steal it? Uh, Bradford. Nope, it was Sheffield United. Um, hmm. So there we are. Interesting stuff. But it does finish 4-4, boys. Well played. Um, but Three yes. over. Um, okay, do you want, actually, I can give you one more question. Um, did they score the same amount of goals for Sheffield United, or did they, or did one score more than the other? Christ, I'll go with. And if so, who? Taylor scored more. I'll go with Hogan scored more, just to be different. Uh, they both scored two goals. Who made oh more God. appearances? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like brilliant. I'll tell you what, we'll literally be able to give a live commentary on the game on Friday night if we don't stop literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who made more appearances, Lyle or Scott, for Sheffield United? Scott. Lyle. It was Lyle with yes! 20 appearances. John has there. nicked it at the back post at the last There we minute. go. In fairness, Hogan made eight appearances and scored two goals. Lyle made 20 and scored two goals. So fair play to Scott Hogan on that part. But there that we are. Good. We have a shit house winner from John Graham at the last Gets minute. In. Um, but the that veteran. brings the to veteran. an end. <laughs> well, well done. Um, <laughs> Lyle or Scott. There <laughs> the, the, so, uh, yes, well, more of the same, I guess, uh, going forward. Yeah, I, um, I enjoy embarrassing myself on YouTube, Tom. Let's keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Carl. So, um, well, there we go. I think I think that's brought things to a, a fabulous conclusion. Well done, Tom. Um, so, but yeah, so everyone, as we gear up for, for Friday, um, let's hope it's more of the first 60 and not the last 10. As, as we go into Sheffield United, going to be a tough one. But uh, yeah, I think the atmosphere is going to be uh, very interesting. And I'm sure Sky are over the moon that they're at St Andrews again with what's coming. Uh, Carl, thanks very much for your time, mate. Good to see you as ever. Yeah, same, mate. Always a pleasure. Uh, and Tom, uh, thank you for your efforts. Um, is, that, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> so so that's, No, well done, mate. It was really good. Um, right, that's it then. So um, until next time, we will uh, look to do a review on uh, sometime next week for, on the CF Sheffield United game. But between now and then, stay safe and keep right on. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.